Rhyming. It's the elevator music. <laughs> That's so good. I just saw Anthony vibing all the all the time, just in the back. <laughs> we are working with amateurs, except for Angelique, who is an absolute pro and has has tolerated our nonsense for at least the last five minutes. GM, GM, happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, you guys. <laughs> happy Friday. BD, bon dia, BJ, bonjour, B, buongiorno, wherever you're coming in from, let us know in the chat. It's Friday. We've made it to the end of the week, or at least we've made it to the end of the week in Europe. For those in the States, you've probably got a little bit more time. For those of you guys in Australia, you're already on the beach, already surfing, but we've got a very, very exciting show today. This, is, this has been one I've been looking forward to for at least a month, which we, when we had this one set up, I was like, yes, this is something that, I, that, that is very, very different to some of the regular shows. We have got a brilliant crossover of high street culture, mindfulness, NFTs, blockchain. It doesn't get better than that. So welcome to the show, Angelique Vendette. If I haven't completely butchered the pronunciation, Perfect happy French. Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited, you guys. <laughs> Diego, yeah. how are you doing, sir? In the new I'm setup great. with the new I'm rig? Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically running this live stream from my hotspot on my phone. <laughs> so it's just like an entire new setup. I have my mic on the side, which is not working. My camera is sort of like blurry, but yeah, we're good. We're good. Life's good, man. We've I'm still so got good. Diego. So one one day he will be in an amazing setup. One day the audio <laughs> quality will be amazing. But in the meantime, I moved, I moved six times in Wait. one and a half year, so it's been wow. it's been exciting. Every every like third week the show is from somewhere else. But now now it's fixed. Now I'm in, I'm in my house, so we're good. Oh my gosh, we kind of need a pull up just for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up for Diego's different houses. Yeah, the police the police have stopped chasing him now. He's paid his debts. He's exactly. no longer being shuffled along and he is in hiding in a secret location, which we will not disclose. <laughs> but we've made it to Friday. I can see you guys already spamming the chat. Thank you so much for letting us know where you are. As we go through, as always, there's going to be questions. There's going to be Q&A with Angelique. Anything you want to know about Aloe Yoga, about their drops, about mindfulness, about yoga, about us ask those questions in the chat. We'll be trying to get to as many of those as we can going through. There will be meme review. Yes, Liam, there will be a pop-up as always. And it will be at a convenient time in the show that will be probably somewhere near the end to make sure that you guys are listening for as long as possible. You know how we do. <sighs> Angelique, kick us off, please. For those of us who don't know, Alo Yoga, for those of us who don't know you, Please yeah. give us a quick introduction. Tell us what you're about. Tell us how did you get into the world of Web3 and, and give us some inspiration on a Friday. Sure. Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone. Um, like Anthony said, I'm Angelique Vendette. I am the global head of marketing and innovation at Allo Yoga. Um, I'm French Canadian and I now live in LA, so into that surf lifestyle. Um, I have been at Allo for just about three years now, just coming up. Um, uh, mid-year on that and I um, have been always really really excited about innovation about gaming about um, you know how technology can be leveraged um, in business and in brand and so discovered the wonderful world of crypto in 2016 um, and and that was really kind of haphazardly um, you know a friend was investing a friend was kind of like mining and I was like what is going on what is this is this for like 
black market like what are you what, what is this cryptocurrency so bought bitcoin in 2016 um and obviously have like gone through the flows as all of us here um on on the live and um have really just kind of found a passion for the space not only for the sense of community and innovation uh, that we all bring but also really seeing how it can disrupt um kind of the consumer journey with with brands that have, you know, with audiences and community. So I'm just really, really passionate about the space. Um, for those of you that don't know, Aloe Yoga is a wellness brand. Uh, we're based here in Los Angeles, California. We um, have a few different business lines. We have Aloe Yoga, which is our apparel. We also have equipment, so like yoga mats and blocks and things for you to, you know, do your, your, your wellness routines. We have Aloe Moves, which is our subscription kind of fitness platform. So think kind of Peloton, but for yoga and meditation. Uh, we also have clean and green skincare called Aloe Glow. So it's made here in California, um, you know, phthalate, sulfate free, all the good things. And um, have also kind of explored in new categories. We just launched shoes a few days ago. Um, and so really kind of here for everything, part of someone's wellness journey, including yoga studios um, around the world. Wow, that's, that's a lot and it's still growing. And, and That's right. <laughs> shout, shout out Canada. I saw that saw the pop up there, Liam. Shout out, shout out Canada. Underrated blockchain nation, by the way. And I know this because I spent about 40 hours researching specifically onto a, another show that I did on my other show, specifically around the history of blockchain in Canada. And Canada is yeah. without Canada, there would be no blockchain. Right? Mm. Ethereum was founded in, in Canada by yeah. Canadians. The um, academia and the um, University of Waterloo has kind of churned out some of the best cryptographers, some of the best blockchainers in the world. The mining scene in Canada, Hut8, the first and largest publicly listed company that does Bitcoin mining in the world, based there, led by um, Jamie Leverton, female CEO. Like Canada is absolutely smashing it, and you guys are all too polite to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're okay, we're doing fine. <laughs> Sorry, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Very good. D I so, find it's quite like quite exciting that you mentioned all those different sort of like business streams and and, and obviously revenue streams and different areas of uh, you know in which the business is, is operating. And on top of all of that, now you guys have been exploring Web three and Metaverse quite a lot yeah. as well, right? Which which is super exciting because a lot of times people tend to think of you know, Web3 or Metaverse as pillars, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I try to, to, to sort of like convey as a message that they're not pillars, they're literally across everything, right? Yeah. And you've shown already that on doing you know, immersive experience or doing NFTs or doing now the retail connection as well. And that's mm -hmm. really exciting. So maybe, I don't know, Anthony, should we start from there? What, 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 I know you just had a question and I, I no, let's, let's start there. Let's go. I think for it. I just can't hold back because, you know, it's super exciting because a lot of people just think as, you know, it's a new B2C model or it's a new channel, whereas it's an entire new way of connecting with customers yeah. throughout channels across the business, right? What is your take on that? Yeah. Um, you know, from my perspective, it's, it's certainly not just you know, jumping on the hype train or it's not, it's not like, oh, great, it's in the press. Let's all jump on this board. It's, it's really about, you know, a new system, a new strategy to be able to reach consumers in a more meaningful, deep and authentic way and having them be part of a journey that they co-own, right? Or that they co-write with you 
is, is really beautiful, right? And when you think of the true sense of building community, that's at its core. It's not like one message coming down or top down, or it's not like one way or, or uni unidirectional, um, but really being able to leverage technology so that people can own kind of their choice, their decisions, um, co-create, they can, you know, get rewarded for taking certain behaviors, and that's all on the blockchain. So how wonderful is that, that it's recorded? And ultimately, you know, again, I'm very kind of outspoken spoken about this. I'm not about, like, you know, creating hype and creating value and, like, um, you know, uh, Kind of elevating something and and dropping it in that way to to pretend there's like oh future value it's all about giving benefit and utility now and um seeing that commitment i think from a brand and from a company to their community and through their users right away um is also kind of at the core of, of building a really strong long-lasting relationship in my perspective I like that. And you, you mentioned it's about kind of creating a community where you're having a dialogue. And in traditional terms, that would start with a CRM system and you'd be sending out right. emails to people or yeah. you know, maybe you'd be kind of giving specific giveaways or tokens or vouchers. You'd have some sort of application that went two ways. And let's let's kind of dial back because that, that's kind of the traditional marketing way of just kind of pushing out and hoping you mm -hmm. get something back. Whereas yeah. I think with, with Web3 and with some of the technologies we have at our disposal, we can engineer relationships and dialogue a little bit differently so talk us through maybe an example what, what you guys have done specifically with nfts and how did you look at that and say okay well that gives us a different way of engaging yeah of course i think a really good example is um for our aspen collection so we launched our first luxury collection at new york fashion week last september um, so during the fall fashion week, and this was the first time we were showcasing this luxury collection, you know, typically our price points might be at $150 um, USD for a pair of leggings. And, you know, we had items of this collection going to $1,500 uh, USD. And so it was just beautiful fabrics and like made by hand and these like very, very sustainably sourced cashmeres and, and you name it. So just beautiful product overall and um, in a very elevated way. You know, we pride ourselves, and for those listening who might be like, oh my gosh, I thought, Aloe, you just described it as this wellness kind of fitness apparel company. Um, it's very much so studio to street, so very trend forward, very fashion oriented. Um, and so our clients will typically wear us like, you know, in a high-low manner and they'll mix it up and have, you know, their designer jacket and designer shoes and pair it with a legging or whatnot. So anyways, that's context. Um, we launched at New York Fashion Week this, uh, luxury collection and you know in receiving this beautiful luxury good we wanted to also pair that with a luxury digital experience that wasn't something that you know we do pride ourselves on having this great kind of seamless e-com web 2 you know whether you're coming in from social or email or that CRM um, or paid ads or whatever in the web 2 manner but thinking through how do we elevate you know, someone who's going to be coming in and buying a piece for $1,500, you want to have the digital experience match the physical product. And what better way to do that than by, A, giving them a digital certificate of authenticity that would, you know, ensure that this product was, yeah, verified from the source. Um, you know that, you know, when you talk about circularity or, or uh, sustainability, if someone wants to go resell that and let's say it's like one of 100 or one of 200 pieces that were made because it's it was lim limited edition collection, um, they know that they have that stamp with them. And so this digital certificate of authenticity, yes, gave them that, but then also 
unlocked kind of benefits um, and access that also felt just as premium. And again, it just so happened to be an NFT and it just so happened to be on the blockchain, but whether you were coming in because you wanted this premium elevated um, experience with us tied to the product or whether you came to us because you're a fan of Web3, it didn't matter. The experience was the same. And um, that unlocked a few things. It unlocked access to our aloe houses. So our aloe houses are kind of like these week long tent pole activations. We have a bit around the world where, you know, you do yoga, you do, um, you know, sound baths, meditation. It's a bit of a party. There's DJs, but you're also, you know, engaging in all these wellness activities. Um, so like, you know, um, IV drips and, um, you know, breath work and so on and so forth. So that unlocked that, which typically is only reserved for invite only. Um, so for some of our partners and celebrity friends and things like that. Um, then it unlocked access to our wellness clubs. So um, we also have gyms, you know, across the world. Again, these are invite only and exclusive to, to our partners. Um, but if you bought a piece of the Aspen collection and you held that NFT or that digital certificate of authenticity, really, um, it also unlocked access to our wellness clubs where you can, you know, get access to personal training, um, uh, you can do infrared saunas, uh, cryotherapy, cold plunges, all the kind of good wellness things. This sounds um, amazing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm literally, I'm going to have yoga pants right now. I don't care if I look yeah, stupid like... in them, I'm buying them. Dude, I'm just painting this image as just fake. So I'm, like, I'm seeing myself in that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's really good. It's like you feel, you leave a day of that and you're like, oh yeah, I feel healthy. I feel better. Right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it unlocked that. And then it unlocked things like exclusive access to new upcoming collections. Um, it also unlocked, you know, early access, which is really important for, for certain individuals. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, a private client manager. Um, and so you might be like, oh my gosh, that's so surprising. You know, again, a wellness slash athleisure apparel brand has private client managers. Like, why would you need that? Um, but being able to kind of like text in real time and be like, hey, I want these pieces. I know they're dropping in five weeks, but I want to have them before anyone else and having someone tailor and curate that for you. Um, that was like that biggest piece. And all of them, you could think from like a customer service standpoint are all tied to, again, a premium experience um, that is are specifically tied to that piece of clothing that you bought. And um, even thinking down the line, again, not like never a proponent of, of exchanging something for future potential value, um, but giving that value inherently now. And as you can imagine, as the year continues to go on and as you know, the next few years continue to go on, there might be an exclusive event or a next fashion show or you know, something really special for a unique launch and folks that hold um, or that are holders of this NFT, they will have access to that before anyone else. So it's, it's really beautiful and it's really kind of closing that full loop of, of loyalty and, and customer service in one tied to the utility of this digital certificate of authenticity. And to your question, Anthony, that, that's how you, you know, reinvent um, that relationship. You're not just going in transactionally online and buying a piece or going in store, trying on a piece, buying it. And then you're done and you don't hear from the brand, maybe an email of like, here's your purchase or come by again. You're really um, immersed in the brand so you can live and feel and breathe the brand um, and fully understand it along with kind of the piece that, that you've purchased, which is beautiful.
Very, very cool. And as I mean, I was I was already impressed at the first couple of things that you mentioned that were part of the functionality of of what's part of the kind of the Allo experience. And then you just kept going, right? And you added seven <laughs> things after that. And yeah. uh, Diego, I, I, I'd love your kind of take on the how much current value versus future value is is appropriate to gain interest from the community. Because if, if I, like I said, you know, as soon as you went to kind of in infrared, you know, eyeball scanners or whatever else it was that was in there, I was like, I, I don't care. I'm buying yoga pants and I want to go and try all of this stuff now because because that's a that sounds like a really interesting experience to me. I would like to be part of that. I would like to experience that. Um, yeah. I just have a, one question to, before I build on that. Um, most of what you have said is not necessarily based on a user has to purchase an NFT to have access to, right? You integrated that flow within within the actual product that users were already purchasing, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So if so, you were yeah. coming, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I want to bring this whole thing to because that's what is so exciting, right? Uh, I'm literally starting to talk more and more about it because, you know, since I, I've joined uh, Adidas, I was at Adidas, we did Into the Metaverse, and I went on and worked with several different brands uh, within the space. And I have seen now that, you know, 350 plus brands have done something in the Metaverse so far. But majority of them, 99% yeah. used NFT's use case as a, as a class, right? Which means you pay for minting, you relay on that revenue stream, and you relay on the revenue stream of um, secondary market as well. And that was basically it, right? Mm -hmm. And most importantly, or most difficultly, they were literally focused on Web3 native audience, right? That's right. And I keep saying that, that if you want to talk to that Web3 native audience, you can literally put that in a building today, right? It's such a small audience still. And you guys are coming from like the other side of things, which is what I'm the most excited about, which is you're integrating this technology to either solve an existing problem that you cannot do with other technologies or to create new opportunities that now this technology allows yeah. with your already existing audience to increase or enhance their experience without them having to spend directly more money with you. But you know that that amount of money that it will spend will increase because the experience is better. You're providing them yeah. with uh, sort of like a 360 uh, you know, experience or, or you're amplifying what they can get from the brand without they having to pay for it but it's sort of like you know um for lack of a better word you're you're increasing that sort of like loyalty or or life lifespan from from the customer through this technology this is fucking bananas because very <laughs> very 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 few brands are thinking like that and i'm in rooms with those brands all the time so i literally just wanted to make sure that i understood it right because i love it and i mean it Thank you so much. That means the world. I mean, you know, when you have kind of your head of marketing who's thinking consumer first and audience first and that journey first, that's also kind of heading up innovation. You you can't take one hat off and one hat on. You know, it's like both come together and having the consumer at its core is always, you know, the way that you should A, market to folks, but B, create experiences with folks as well. Um, and so coming from it, from that direction, it felt unconventional at the time, I would tell you, you know, in building these strategies, it was like no one else is doing this, but I've been seeing this like so clearly um, from a strategic standpoint um, that, you know, I just want to build um, kind of the basis for this and use the technology in the background to just amplify the experience, but not rely on technology for technology's sake, right? Everyone was like, great, this brand is in Web3, this is doing that for me. 
I couldn't care less if you're like, oh, they're in Web3 or are they not? It's more so, wow, what an elevated consumer journey that I'm getting. What an elevated community experience. What an elevated product purchasing decision that I've gotten. And it just so happens to be on all these things. And we were not hiding Web3 and we were not hiding the blockchain or, you know, any of that. Like we accept crypto at checkout. We pay our employees in crypto if they want to. So we're very progressive on that front, um, which I'm really proud of from an innovation front. Um, but knowing that, you know, that kind of the opposite of what the industry was saying for a little bit of we need to onboard more folks into Web3 and we need to like, you know, do this education and get folks into Web3. For me, it was, no, I want to continue to onboard folks into my brand and build that brand awareness and brand visibility. And um, I would say that it certainly paid off, especially now as you're seeing kind of the markets fluctuate, which I, we don't need to get into, but we're all very privy to. Um, and and that's, that's kind of been a test of resilience. Um, so happy that, that we've chosen a path that way. That's amazing. From, from, like, from a brand standpoint, carry on on that conversation then, which sort of like metrics and KPIs that you guys are looking at? Because obviously, again, if you look at NFTs as a, as a, as a class, the KPIs are volume, uh, minting, uh, sellout, did it sell out, a floor price, uh, all the revenues that are coming behind it, unique wallet holders, and so on. Uh, sure. But since you're not doing any of it, what you're looking at, what does success yeah, yeah. look like? Yeah, and obviously those are very like concrete. I would say more so like conversion metrics when you think of like top to bottom funnel. Um, that's that's what that is. But as someone who's building brand and who's building community, I, I tend to not live in this bottom part of the funnel, but at the top. And so it's always tied to brand awareness. And you know, what is the sentiment, that brand affinity um, towards Aloe Yoga? Does someone understand the brand and the values and, and what we stand for when they're experiencing something with us, when they're purchasing something with us? Um, so very much tied to, to earned media value, which is EMV, again, high, high top of funnel. Um, that positive sentiment um, and you know what certain folks have a tough time understanding in marketing whether you're a growth marketer or you know you're you're much more tied to that mid to bottom funnel it's like well what are you like how do you what's your ROI how do you engage how do you calculate that you can't always tangibly calculate what it means to build a brand and build a long-term household name um, and of course we're just getting started right for folks that might be joining us internationally, you might be like, oh, I've, saw, I've seen this at the airport, I've seen this on Friends, but it's not in my country yet. Um, we're getting there, we're growing to be that. Uh, we're still a very home-based, California-based, um, privately-owned company, but um, it's, it's, it's about that. It's about building that brand awareness at a global scale that has a positive um, connotation to it and that has a very clear value proposition of, okay, cool, allo, Let's say I'm buying leggings. Well, I know they stand for wellness. I know they stand for mindfulness, for mental health, um, because X, Y, Z. Um, so those are my KPIs. And so some of them are sticky, like EMV, and some of them are not. Love it. Love it. As somebody who I spend quite a lot of my time thinking about data protection and privacy lately, that's that's the, the team and the project that I work with. And you started mentioning celebrities at the start of the show. And the, yeah, the... the um, the, the, the range of people that are attracted to your products does change. These kind of paying 1500 bucks for a, a pair of yoga pants is not something that's necessarily accessible to everybody. And so when you start going into the upper echelons of luxury, you start also butting up against the, I guess, elements of society or the people in society who value their privacy more. 
or who don't want to have their email or don't want to have their personal details stored on a database somewhere because that's personal information that is, you know, obviously they're more aware of it than anyone else. Not saying that anybody else doesn't have the right to privacy either. In fact, I genuinely believe there'll be a a day when we will see the, the, the traditional CRM be genuinely at risk. But do you see potentially the pseudonymization? I don't want to say anonymization yet, because you know, with, mm-hmm. with blockchain and crypto wallets, you are pseudonymous, you are not anonymous. Agreed. Um, do you think that opens up more opportunities for people to engage with the brand because you're you're not asking for as much from them? I mean, yes, as a short answer, yes, I do think um, it does. Although in the traditional Web two path, of course, there's ways. I'm sorry, you're hearing my my shiva in the background <laughs> you have a doge she has a doge people <laughs> okay, he might do. <laughs> um he's looking at he's giving me the death stare you guys he's like why are you talking <laughs> um but um <laughs> um yeah going back to what i was saying like yes as a short answer of course there's so much more opportunity to create like a seamless journey with someone who's more pseudonymous than they are, you know, outright, like this is the celebrity and I'm going to be buying this and so on and so forth. But in the web two, oh, there you go. <laughs> in the web two manner, there still is ways to do that. And that that's why you have like private client managers that help that help do that. And, you know, that might be newer to Allo um, from an offering perspective. But, you know, when you look at all the luxury retailers out there, they've very, for a long time, have had like personal stylists and personal or private client managers too. So yes, in short, but in practice, uh, both are facilitated as we know today. Yeah, and I I think the the ability to work with tokens as part of membership allows you to expand that envelope a little bit, right? Scaling private managers or, you know, private, um, private client relationships in a retail fashion brand is is an expensive way to scale. But from yeah, from the way that you can do that with Web3 technology, with tokens, with HOAPs, et cetera, et cetera, you know, some, somebody might be, you, you might have Bono out there wear, wearing a pair of aloe yoga pants and re- getting really excited for the next POAP because he just went all klepto and decided that actually I really want to, I really enjoy the content here. Obviously, I don't want you to know it's me, but I want to be going to all these places because you're engaged, the, the content you're creating is really engaging or the products yep. that you're developing are really exciting. And just because I'm famous or because I want to preserve my privacy shouldn't stop me from engaging with what it is that you guys are doing. I agree. And I don't know if my camera is frozen on your guys' end. No, is it? you're good. No, you're, oh, good. Cool. you're back. Okay. <laughs> Great. Apologies uh, to the audience for anybody who's now imagining Bono in yoga pants, but that's <laughs> the best celebrity I could come up with at the time. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was like, what a reference. <laughs> <laughs> does not date you at all <laughs> here's here's my go-to celebrity reference for some reason i i tend i use him in work as well it's 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 that's all i've got i'm sorry i don't know any other celebrities <laughs> i'm into it <laughs> and so how have customers responded in general so if we think about the idea of crypto and wallets and managing keys and some of the user experience pain points that kind of a lot of companies that don't understand what the art of the possible is have kind of cited as reasons to say, oh, well, I, I don't want this Web3 blockchain stuff. It's too complicated. Users don't understand it. Users won't work with it. How did your customers respond or how did you manage to get around some of the UX challenges? 
Yeah, well, again, for us, that, that integration was so seamless. So we partnered with um, MoonPay's Hypermints, um, where you can effectively check out via email. And whether, you know, we've had different uh, conversations of like custodial or non-custodial, um, but at the end of the day, kind of that seamless onboarding and that seamless experience, like in Web2, you would check out with email, this is the same thing. Um, from kind of a wallet perspective. And that's been really interesting. Yeah, shout out to Keith. <laughs> um, but that's been really interesting because there hasn't been too much friction. And, you know, we did take it upon ourselves. And like I said earlier, the goal is not like, you know, we need to bring more people into Web3. It, it was, let's bring Web3 to our existing brand and continue to bring people into the brand. Um, but we still did take our part and make our part in ensuring that we were educating um, our community base. And when you think of our community, you know, it is primarily women. And it's women, you know, let's say of 24 to 35 years old um, who, you know, are tech savvy. They're early, typically early adopters from like a fashion standpoint, a wellness standpoint, and then also a technology standpoint. And taking on that responsibility as a brand to onboard um, in like our blogs and our written documentation and even some of like our live spaces and just, you know, fostering the community um, organically and natively and having conversations with folks um, in Web3 along with, you know, us or representative was, was also just really great so folks can kind of get that, that full um, onboarding and understanding without necessarily having to jump through the hoops of, you know, that, that barrier to entry, which is still quite steep, right, in our, in our space in Web3, and like, okay, what does it mean to get a MetaMask, and what does it mean to do this, and now I have to transfer funds here to there, I feel like there's, there's a lot of steps that, you know, even as me, who does consider myself very Web3 native, although I'm working at a Web2 brand, um, I've, I've been playing in the space authentically and, and, you know, very engaged for quite a few years now. And even for me, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of steps, you know, and I have like a higher threshold in, in understanding than let's say my typical web two consumer. So again, for us, that onboarding flow of, of seamlessness was probably key and most important, um, to make sure that people could benefit from it, whether they were Web3 native or whether they were, you know, a brand um, kind of aficionado. Nice. And it does definitely help to have an in-house DGEN to sort of smooth things <laughs> yeah. along and, and to try and bridge the gap. Diego, I know you spend a lot of your time. Um, actually, a lot of the clients that you work with in other brands are already DGENs, but, but are happy to continue working in industry. Is that a critical success factor for any of these Web3 campaigns, do you think, Diego? I think as, as as early as we are still, we're, you know, as Angelique just said, the, the hoops and the barriers and are so complex to 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 go over. I think I think it's still fundamentally important to have that sort of like native experience to be able to understand the difficulties and the barriers, but also can become a lot of times compromising to the overall strategy because you think so natively and you expect everyone else to get it because you've been so deep into it that is really important to surround yourself with people that are not into that as well. Because they're the ones that are going to be asking the critical questions that the customer is going to be asking you, right? Like, why are you doing this? Or what do I need to do here? Or how does that work? Why why this? And, why? and I think that most importantly, rather than just sort of like, you know, the DGEN per se, I think that the, the, the key metric here is 
what is the value that is behind that step that needs to be taken? And if the value is great enough that, you know, makes me want to go through that, then it's still worth it, right? Because people will go through it because they know that whatever is behind that, uh, you know, those steps is going to be worthwhile trying. Now, if you have something that is not necessarily worth achieving, customers are just going to be like, ah, blah. like think about yourself, right? Once you, you are in a website and they ask you like one or two more steps than usually for a checkout, for example, you're bouncing, right? Like yeah. think like shipping is a classic example. You know, I was buying the other day, like a new surfboard and you know, they're not necessarily cheap. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't, I won't go on details, but as Diego is a surfer, everybody. <laughs> me too come on over <laughs> there you go there you go as soon as they got to the ship i was like i'm not paying like 30 bucks to send a surfboard here like you know became a barrier on the purchase uh sort of like journey as well right and now this is already pretty acceptable within within a, a traditional e-commerce journey but now imagine like oh you need to create a wallet and you need to store yeah. the seed phrase and you need to connect your wallet here and you need to accept those steps oh you need to sign this this transaction oh by the way you need to pay for gas fees of whatever you just like i'm gone i'm out right like yeah. that doesn't make any sense so i think that you know simplifying the journey as much as possible is obviously still where we are at but most importantly than simplifying is literally putting a very clear value proposition behind that new step that has to be taken that makes it worthwhile doing yeah i i agree with that wholeheartedly i'm interested from your your side angelique when you when you sort of imagined the possibility i mean obviously clearly you're you're in the industry or you're also in web3 at the same time and you're trying to put two and two together when you came to the organization to al yoga and and conceived what you've done so far right the user engagement the cross cross product cross experience type of campaign did you come in with a value story or did you come in with an engagement story how did you pitch it yeah, you know, before I even took the the job, which is really interesting, I was like, hey, what are you guys doing um, in three spaces? What are you guys doing in crypto? You know, inclusive of like blockchain. What are you guys doing in the gaming space? And then lastly, what are we doing like in entertainment? And what does that look like? And it was like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and so um, kind of jumped ahead in, right? Entertainment was like, let's let's really connect this with fashion and like fashion we can bring in celebrities like the Kendall Jenners of the world and whatnot to really be part of this, what we call the Allo Fam. Um, and then when it came to obviously gaming, that was our first kind of foray into what you would call metaverses, right? And I know I was having discussions very early on with folks in the industry, whether you know, some Web 2 or 2.5 metaverses like Roblox actually, you know, counted as metaverses. And in my POV, the answer is yes. Like the answer is 100%. Same thing for Fortnite, same thing for, you know, um, some of your traditional kind of more immersive um, spaces. And so gaming and metaverse, and, and that's been really, really interesting and exciting for us. And then lastly, in crypto. And so what does that look like from accepting cryptocurrencies, um, even in opening that up to employees, like I mentioned, to be paid in crypto if they so choose. What does that look like on the blockchain if we're putting our systems there? You know, when you think of even things behind the scenes like supply chain um, and not just kind of these consumer facing activations, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so those were the three questions I asked uh, coming in. And it was like, OK, holy shit, nothing, um, but super open to it. And so if you have kind of a clear uh, vision and, and clearly a passion for the space, then 
kind of all ears. Um, it did take, it did take, I want to say nine to 10 months, um, to kind of like prove myself as a traditional marketer, um, and to kind of hit some home runs more so on that entertainment space and then just traditional marketing before, you know, there was that, that solidified trust to be like, okay, sure. We don't understand this, but you just hit the ground running and go. Um, so, so I do know it, you know, it's for us, I've been incredibly honored and lucky that I have that trust built in the organization to kind of be able to execute on that vision, um, you know, as like a closeted DJ and, and someone who's also understanding the Web2 space, it's, it's great when you can marry both worlds, but um, certainly didn't come like guns of blazing with that when I joined in. I had to prove myself in the traditional realm first. That's a um, really, really yeah. cool story. That, that, that <laughs> five minutes for anyone listening in is probably some of the most valuable five minutes of anything we've ever done in the show because it talks about how do you get stuff done in the real world and having to prove yourself first, I think is fine. I also don't think that you're in the closet anymore as a DJ and I think you're now officially no, no. <laughs> um, you know, in line with Pride Month. Uh, congratulations, you are now officially out as a DGen. You you may represent yourself freely and without encumber encumberment. That's a word. Feel feel you 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 may walk among us now with no judgment. Um, but that 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 was super super interesting. And the fact that you you came in with a vision that you said there is there is something to our core business around using these technologies. You didn't use them necessarily as trends. You're saying that these are domains of engagement, or um, areas of technology that can enhance a business. And you took that to a retail brand that sells clothing. That's, that's hugely powerful to me. And, and I think to anybody else listening to the show, that's how you go about making change. If you believe in it, if you see a vision to yeah. it, and if you can challenge leadership to do something new and innovative, which so few people do, it's, it's rather, you know, implementing what your boss says that you should implement as opposed to coming with new ideas and saying, no, there's an opportunity to play here. Um, shout to you, like salute. <laughs> big time, big time, big time. We gotta go to questions. We got 15 minutes left. There are eight questions uh, on the book so far. The first one you may understand or may not. I don't, but I'll read it out loud. Are you leveraging EHRs and DHRs? Yeah. Electro electronic health record. Uh, is that what? I would Virtual expect so. Yeah. Records? I don't know who who asked because it's anon, but. Let's assume that that's the point. Um, well, electronic, I, I would also assume that it's electronic health records. So I'm not sure what that means. Um, or heart rate monitors, maybe like fitness trackers, maybe. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, if, if, if that's how. Um, we're why, do, why don't we ask Anon to clarify Paul, this one for us? Yeah, so Paul, that way Paul just said that was him. So Paul, help us here real help quick. Help us out. Let's jump to another one so we don't start guessing and start talking one. about heart, heart, like electronic health records. <laughs> personal personal health records. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Records. Thanks so yeah. much for, for clarifying. Um, Thanks, Paul. No, no, we're not. So it, we're not integrated with anything um, personal health, at least on our standpoint. We don't have any connected um, products that like monitor your heart while you're, yeah, like Fitbits and whatnot. Um, hi, Mikael. Um, we're not um, we're not integrated in that in that manner. Uh, it certainly is something that could possibly be on the future roadmap, but it's it's not something that we currently do today. And I think, you know, from my perspective, honestly, um, I don't know if I would want to do that. You know, as a consumer, and so putting myself in the consumer's shoes, I don't know if I want to share that with a brand. Like we are, I share obviously like my aura ring. I'm wearing it now. We obviously have like our Apple Helps or whatever, and some of you are wearing Fitbit or wearing other like your Apple Watch. 
Um, I think that those are wonderful and great. I just, we're not integrated and personally, I don't know if, if, if I would add that to the roadmap. Yeah. Cool. Liam, it might not be out. for Allo to, to do that either. It might be at some point down the road that there are Web3 dApps that have integrations to totally. co-ops or tokens that you can integrate into your experience later. It doesn't have to be that the brand always is the one building the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's like some really great Web3 kind of apps and products out there when you think of like, you know, the walking ones and you get rewarded for this and that, or when you think of some of the, the meditation ones, um, like there's really great products out there right now that are like pseudo integrated, um, which, which I think have a good offering. That's a really good point as well, because I, the other part of those apps is that the Ponzinomics of the way it works, if it's, if it's crypto only, doesn't scale. But when you start including commercial partners like health, fitness clubs, brands, experiences, um, apparel manufacturers, the the value from a, a marketing or a, or a sales perspective and the money that's brought in from those commercial partners can help it scale, which is why Vitality Health Insurance was a was a viable proposition because it wasn't the insurer that paid for it, it was the brand. And so at that point, those type of fitness related um, Web3 propositions become valuable or viable even. Yeah. Very I'm going to cool. jump in here just to keep us on time because we've got 10 minutes left. I want to be mindful. Leon, shout out. Uh, question is, what percentage of people who participated in, in your recent in-store pull-up experience were totally new to the concept of pull-up slash Web3? Did they get it? Yeah, great question, Liam. Um, so we recently just had kind of our NFC chip integration in store. Um, and that was really wonderful because you got like this daily affirmation. And again, similar to what I explained earlier about that kind of one of the examples we did with our Aspen or luxury collection, um, you were able to get that affirmation whether or not you knew it was on Web3, right? And if you add it to your wallet or added it to a, you know, on-chain via your email checkout and you wanted to kind of collect that, um, that just so happened to be Web3. And so when you think of, um, of like, did folks get it? Did they resonate with it? Everyone loved it. You were able to really get kind of that instant gratification by coming in store and, and um, tapping that NFC chip and getting something that was like, you know, Diego and Anthony, have a wonderful day. You are strong, you are capable, you've got this. Like, it was just like this dose of positivity. Um, and so that did resonate. And, you know, in answering the question fairly, um, I, I think just transparently and in, in, in that kind of guiding through thread of, of activations that we've done, it, it doesn't matter whether or not you fully understand Web3, you still get to fully you know, make the best of the experience that's being yeah. offered. So it did resonate and it's been, it's been a flying success. Um, that activation was on from May 1st to May 31st for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and it did really well. That's awesome. Matthias uh, Lechner, when and why did you decide to present on Metaverse platforms with Allo and how well it was received? How many users do you have in the Metaverse, in your Metaverse words? Yeah, uh, great question, Matthias. Um, so we decided, I met with Christina Wouton, um, the SVP of partnerships at Roblox in September of 2021. Um, and we went for like green juices and smoothies in SoCal. 
um, kind of like Huntington Beach, Newport Beach area. And um, we just start like started brainstorming and being like, hey, there's so much room and opportunity for mindfulness and mental health on these platforms. What could that look like? And then in December, so just a few months later, we decided to lock in and, and fully build out an experience in Roblox to start. And that went live on, on February 10th of 2022. Um, so we, we built it like end of December to February. So it was like a six week build. And um, to date, we have 80 million people doing meditation and yoga with us in the metaverse. Um, and that is that is uh, that is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. that is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is. And it, it's it's a testament to, you know, you don't, again, have to go the path that's chosen or that's very clear from other brands. You know, when we saw brands activating in the metaverse, it was like, this DJ thing or jumping through hoops or gamified and lots of colors and things coming at. And um, we wanted to kind of minimize that and simplify that in bringing a space where if your avatar is rolling out their mat, you can put your phone down or you can put your headset down, whatever that looks like. And you can like close your eyes and take that meditation or you can, you know, if you have a mat at home, follow the same yoga flow. And um, that was kind of turning the metaverse experience on their head. Like we want you to be in the, if you're in the metaverse and we want you to spend time on your mental health, we don't want you to be necessarily looking at the screen. We want you to be focusing in inwards um, while you're kind of submerged with this beautiful, you know, environment and sound um, in so the space. That's so nice. It kind of, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of what people, it's the opposite of what people instinctively assume yeah. is the metaverse. It's, it's that we are digitally connected, but we don't have to be in virtual reality engaging with the ecosystem. It's we are together, we are connected, there is content, but you can also be there closing your eyes and still having a meaningful experience. That's right. And yes, uh, Selena, I did say 80 million. <laughs> I was just about to answer. Uh, people might argue that you can use your email for exclusive access. How did you convince your business that an NFT was the right technology for the experience? This is an incredible, great question. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. I think you can 100% use um, traditional Web2 for an exclusive experience. And I definitely don't want to discount that. That is a huge part of, um, you know, today's relationship for brands and consumers and communities overall. And so I'm still a big fan of kind of traditional um, marketing channels. Obviously, I'm a marketer and I wear that marketing hat. Um, and so in kind of looking at the benefits on both sides, we wanted to um, to create an experience that went slightly on top of that, slightly beyond the transactional, but an experience in which you held the keys uh, to unlocking something special and in which you could decide that journey for yourself. So kind of like the two-directional um, or co-creation of the consumer journey you wanted. And that's where that difference is. That's where, you know, the strengths of CRM that, you know, have been used for decades at this point um, kind of fall short, I would say, and where the benefits of, of blockchain technology are so that that utility that you're creating is kind of a choose your own adventure or choose your own path. And you get to decide that you get to decide where your data is going, uh, what you're sharing back with the brand, how and when you want to communicate and what you want to ultimately redeem from a utility standpoint. Um, Great answer. Diego, we've got five, we've got five minutes and we've got two very important things we still have to do. Yeah. I was just about to say, let's answer the last question with the one that just got in the screen from Mikas. 
Um, and then unfortunately we need to move on just because of sake of time. Uh, so what is the ideal collectible enable consumer journey? In the meantime, you answer it, I'll, I'll put something up so people can be happy as well. Okay, great. Sounds good. So the ideal collectible consumer journey, I think there isn't one path, right? I think if, if we had takeaways from today's, there isn't necessarily one path to get there. But I think a path in which um, you're able to clearly demonstrate value right away and clearly um, allow someone to decide how and when they want to engage. And when they do, um, then that collectible, hopefully, you know, not only is beautiful to look at and you're added in as like, you know, um, uh, like, um, I don't know the word in English, but like memori memor memorandum. What's or the word in French? Like a memorial of the, of the. Like a me memorial, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know the word. Like a, remi a reminder. Sure, a or reminder. Like, like, That's a, a, a memento. Memento. Thank you, you can't so spell much. memento without meme. Momento, you can't spell it without me. Great segue. Um, so yeah, so it, there's no right consumer journey, but one that, that you're in the ownership of and one where that collectible hopefully continues to, to gain in value, not monetarily necessarily, but also from an experience standpoint, um, and that lives on. So, so, so well put. And, and anybody who wants more on that, go back to the episode we did actually with POAP because the, the whole conversation around that was how do you how do you create engagements that can act and behave as collectibles and what does that mean and how do you go looking for that that's that's a that's a really important insight that we yeah, had a really good conversation lose. sorry go on sorry you're good we had a really good conversation with patricia patricia where we touched a lot of that as well yeah actually also if you want to claim your pull up time is now to prove you've been to the show so you know like <laughs> I, I paste well, the I, link I, on, oh there you go great you a lot of guests are just happen. so into it they forget to claim they afterwards they text and it's like i wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah if, if you haven't got the pop you weren't here so i'm afraid you know it, it, we would have to take it down <laughs> there's at least one show where i haven't been part of it which uh, diego did must have done a solo show it's very disappointing uh. <laughs> there is there is more innovation coming from pop around being able to look through some of your some of your previous pops as well we probably can't drop that alpha today but it's coming soon new feature alert i'm not allowed to talk about it diego shaking his head Don't talk <laughs> about it. okay diego finally <laughs> shaking his head i'm just saying there's going to be more stuff it could be anything who knows could be anything could be anything um <laughs> could be integrating pops into yoga pants i want to i want to see that happen <laughs> You know, yep. nine, nine DCC vibes, but for yoga, why not? <laughs> why not? I got it on. With a, yeah. You can see it's just like... Shout out G-Money, shout out GC, shout nine DCC. Out, shout out nine DCC, yeah. With two minutes to go. The pop has been up now for at least maybe two or three minutes. So uh, hopefully everybody seconds. who's here with us live has, has got the pop. If you haven't, jump on the screen now, check the QR code, get your phone out, scan it. That's all it takes. And then... You have you have your pop. You were here. You got got 20, 20 seconds to go. Okay. And then we gotta move on to meme reveal. <laughs> I'm not saying it's my favorite part of every show because I genuinely do enjoy the conversations, but I also do enjoy the the hours spent trolling for good memes for the end of the show every week. It's so I'm good, certainly looking forward to that the most. <laughs> well, I tell you what, while we're waiting for fifteen seconds, um, Angelique, what audible question? Could you give us one yoga pose that we as um, as podcasters could do 
without leaving our chairs. I mean, you know, my favorite and easiest is just if you need like a moment for mental health is just hand to heart center and like close your eyes and take a deep breath and that like resets your day. So if, do it, do it with me, do it with me, you guys. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, take a deep breath, breath in, breath out. <laughs> there you go. First live yoga on right click, save the world. Thank you so much. For, thank you for, thank you for being our instructor. Thank you for holding space for us. So we could do that. That was <laughs> namaste. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. All right, let's go. Anthony, walk meme us through. Review. Angelique, the, the traditional format of this is we will walk through the meme. It is, it is the, uh, if, if that would just be, that would be just great meme. Um, yeah. So the, for those who are listening in on, on the podcast, I'm trying to explain this in kind of audible form so people can get it. But the, so it goes, if we could just add yoga pants to our casual Friday attire, that would be great. So talking to the high-low, that yoga pants are acceptable outside of the yoga studio, could be high, high fashion, could be low, <laughs> chilled, casual Friday. How do you feel about yoga pants as casual Friday attire? I mean, I wear it as my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday attire. I, If you guys have seen me at conferences or out and about, I'll wear it with like a long blazer um, or like, you know, an oversized whatever on top, some heels, and you could totally have it look elevated. Uh, without just walking around in a yoga pant and a t-shirt. Um, so really, again, pride ourselves on studio to street. You can make anything look good if you really <laughs> try. Love love that. Love that. Or oh, never not in yoga pants. <laughs> never not in yoga pants. Are we, are we doing the other meme, Diego, or are we leaving yes, that sir. one for now? No. <laughs> this is... This is... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, this is a bonus meme, right? Normally it's just the one, but bonus bonus meme today is uh, for those who those who can't see this listing in yoga instructor, you're doing great. Keep it up, me. And then there is a picture of a slightly overweight man wearing slightly not quite fitting yoga pants with a beer belly kind of hanging a little low, beanie hat on the head, beard, not dissimilar to probably what me and Diego would look like if we were going to do some real yoga right now. So um, for all of you out there, some inspiration to keep going. Um, but maybe don't don't take yoga pants to the first session if you still got a few pounds to work off. I mean, your, yoga is for everybody, no matter what you look like. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> there you go. And on, and on that bombshell, we should end the show. A little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of positivity, a little bit of live yoga, and also all joking aside, some very, very serious, very, very interesting, very, very important learnings that you shared with us today, Angelique. So really very grateful for that, guys. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for dialing in. Thank you for your GMs. Thank you for all the engagement throughout the show. Thank you for claiming the POAP. Thank you for, for everything. Diego, thank you for you. Thank you for being my co-host. Thank you for still being able to do the show despite having a completely amateur setup. Please get it, get it fixed for next week. <laughs> Anything you want to say apart from sorry to the audience? <laughs> what, what can I say after that? <laughs> <laughs> You've been busting me for what, one and a half hour now because of that. <laughs> there, is, there is a level of professionalism that our guests expect from us, Diego, and this is not it. We're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Angelique. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to have conversations like that where we can show to the audience the different angles because a lot of times the echo chamber just keeps, you know, emanating the same message, the same strategies, yeah. the same things, the same high train. And coming from a different angle and being able to sort of like not just say what 
the possibilities are, but rather show, and that's something that I've been, you know, very bullish on on show, don't tell, is literally show, uh, you know, just basically showing what's possible and showing what can be done by, by doing it, which, which is really exciting. So I think that, especially for me as a brand guy, as a marketeer as well, that, that conversation was very, very helpful and very exciting to, to have as well. So thank you very much for, for coming up. Yeah, thank you guys so much. So appreciate it. And thanks for making the space to have this, this dialogue. It's been wonderful. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend when you get there. Angelique, shout to you. Diego, much love. Was on this. Was on. Good waves. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>